thanks to Grammarly for supporting the Productivity Show. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com forward slash TPS to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. Welcome to the Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency, to help you maximize your productivity so you can get the important things done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. Summer is coming up, and for most people, that means vacations, extended time off, and more time outside. The summer productivity slump is a real thing, but for some of you, you need to be productive and make the most out of your summer. Maybe you're studying for something, starting a business, or you're behind on work and you need to catch up. This episode is for you. We'll go over seven tips you can implement right away to ensure you'll have a productive summer. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 250. And now, on with the show. We are back at the Productivity Show. Brooks, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. I just realized this is episode 250, so that's kind of a little milestone, so it's exciting. Yes, it is. 250 episodes. Who thought four or five years ago is when we started this that we would reach this milestone? And we had our meeting last week, and you asked me, Tian, do you think you would ever get to 250? And I said, do you remember what I said? Yeah, you said that's why you insisted that when you set it up that we use multi, like three digits or whatever because you knew we would hit the get into the hundreds anyway. Yeah, so we might hit 999 and then we will have to kind of revisit what we want to do with our naming conventions. But that is a nerd talk aside. So before we <laughs> kick it off and talk about summer productivity, we always like to kick it off with our top three favorite resources. So the first one is an app called Skip Lagged. So if you're somebody who's looking to travel this summer and you want to find cheap flights, this is a really great app. I've used it several times to find really cheap flights. And sometimes when I'm taking a break and I'm just curious about cost of flights to different locations, I will just pull up this app and I can see all the flights that are going on all over the world and see what their prices are. So you can find some really good deals on here, especially if you're really flexible. So skip lagged, go check that out. Next one is called Word Counter. This is an app as well. This is a Mac app, and I find this really useful where it sits in the menu bar at the top of your Mac screen, and it can count across all the apps that you're using in a day-to-day basis what your word count is. So if you're a writer, obviously your number one leading indicator is how much you write. And this app can actually track across multiple apps how much you write on a day-to-day basis. So if you're focused on writing more and you want to improve your writing, uh, this is a great tracking tool in that sense to kind of keep track of how much you're writing and which apps you write the most and then adjust along the way. So a really cool, nifty little app, wordcounterapp.com. And then the third one is Legal Shield. So if you're somebody who runs a business or you have a lot of like stuff going on in your life where sometimes you need you know, contracts to be looked over, but you don't quite want to pay for a law firm or a lawyer on a retainer basis, Legal Shield is a great option. And anytime we mention these resources, right, they're not sponsored. They're literally tools and services that we use personally. And this is one of those that we use ourselves. I use this all the time for legal counsel for really simple things. So for example, 
if I need to have a contract looked over, I just send it over to them and they look at look it over and then we're good to go. Or let's say one of my friends who recently got a speeding ticket, but he felt like it was undeserved. Uh, you can literally just tell them and then they can take care of it for you and fight for you as well. So super affordable and a really great service. So I highly recommend you check it out, Legal Shield. And we'll have links to all of this stuff in the show notes as well. So go to theproductivityshow.com slash 250 to get the show notes uh, sent to you as well. All right, let's uh, dive into today's episode. As you have seen from the title, we will be talking about summer, specifically how you can be really productive during the summer. I've worn my favorite polo shirt, which is one of my favorite things to wear in the summer. And as you know, it's going to be warm. It's going to be hot, especially if you live in a place where I live right now, Austin, Texas. It can get in the triple digits, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Or if you translate that into Celsius, it would be like high 30s, sometimes in the 40s even. And it's easy to then, you know, start slacking off and feeling like you're not going to be super productive. And so we thought, why not talk about this and see what you can do to have a more productive summer? I know, Brooks, you live in Vancouver. How how does uh, summer affect you on a day-to-day basis there? Well, first of all, I see you're smart dressed for the summer in your polo shirt. I'm dressed like a lumberjack for some reason. So I I totally went the other way. In uh, where I live in Vancouver, we really obsess about the summer because it rains here almost all the time, except the summers are amazing and glorious. So it's like you you try to work as much of your enjoyment as you can in those summer months, which almost makes you forget about the rest of the year. So yeah, summer can be a real productivity challenge in a place like this for sure. So when we were doing research on this particular topic, uh, we came across the term summer productivity slump. And I've never heard of this, so I started digging into this. And apparently this is kind of a real thing. But we want to make sure that you are equipped with some tools and some knowledge to make sure that you're going to have a really productive summer. Some of you are going to be working a lot. Some of you are going to be starting a business. Some of you are going to be studying for something. And you need to have a really productive summer. So this is an episode dedicated to those of you who are in that position. And I remember being in that position myself a few years ago when I was living in Los Angeles I remember working at my corporate job and people would be going on vacations or they would take time off and I would show up at the office. And sometimes I was literally the only person in my department there. And I thought, where is everybody? Oh yeah, everybody's off. And no matter how much I knew about productivity, you know, no matter how much I knew about like using Pomodoros, using my calendar, it still affected me because I just had this environmental impact on me where when everybody else was gone, I was making excuses to say, oh, you know, well, uh, they're not going to be back next week. So I can, you know, procrastinate on this a little bit or, you know, postpone this kind of thing. And it can be really difficult to be really productive in the summertime. Have you experienced something like this before, Brooks? Yeah. And even it's difficult, too, because you you might have family members. Like if you have kids, you know, they they might off, be off school. We'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, like you said, you've got coworkers away, even if you're present. A lot of times you might be sitting at your desk, but staring out the window at the at the nice the nice sunshine. Or this is one thing I saw when I when I worked in my corporate job is somehow in the summer, you know, people not might knock off early to go for drinks on Friday or something like that because you want to hit the patio. And this stuff happens all the time. Like I think of I think of the productivity in the companies that I worked for, and it it. Every company I can think of, it, it definitely took a took a hit. It, it, not that it took a nosedive or anything, but it definitely took a bit of a hit in the summertime. 
and and we'll talk about this in a bit, but some companies actually recognize this uh, and have, have started putting in structures about that. And that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I remember those days where you're sitting in the office and you go on Facebook and you see people having drinks sitting outside. And it's like your digital window of looking into what else is going on in there. And you go, oh man, that would be kind of nice too. But we're going to make sure we're going to equip you with some strategies here. In fact, we have seven tips here to help you become extremely productive this summer. And uh, tip number one is to make sure that you work in an optimal temperature. And we want to make sure that the condition that you work in is in great condition. Uh, totally pun intended. And as you know, as it gets warmer, it becomes much more difficult to focus. If you've ever lived in a warm country or in a warm area, you know, as soon as you step outside, you start to sweat, you just can't focus for really long periods of time. And if you've ever driven a car where the AC doesn't work, you know that feeling where you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm in this heat right now. How can I you know, drive and focus, right? And this is kind of an extreme example, but imagine your office or your bedroom was like that, right? Where you can't like focus on what's ahead of you or even sleep at night. So decreasing the temperature in your room or in your car or in your bedroom is a good thing to do. And that's the one is the first thing we recommend you do. Yeah. So as you may know, we record these episodes live in front of the dojo, which is our productivity community. And Giacomo has a good point. And he says in Italy, and this is, I mean, you would know more than me, Tam, but this is pretty common in a, a number of European countries. Basically, everything shuts down in the the summer in August and everybody goes on holidays together. So that can be a big productivity killer. And, and, that, and that's something that it kind of makes sense because if you know in a, if you're in an area that doesn't have maybe as much air conditioning in the offices and stuff like that, and you know that everything is going to be unbearable for this certain amount of time, hey, why not just go on vacation at that time to deal with it? For me personally, this is something I, I ha- have structured in where I work because I work from home. And so I make sure in the summer I work from my basement because the rest of the house would just be unbearable. And air conditioning isn't as common here as it is in somewhere like Austin. I'm sure it's pretty common for people to have air conditioning, not as common where I live here. So for me, yeah, I definitely adjust where I work based on the temperature. I know some of you might be thinking right now, okay, well, what is then the ideal temperature to work in, right? And uh, we did some research on this. And according to the U.S. Department of Labor Occupational Safety and Health Administration, they recommend a temperature range of 68 Fahrenheit to 76 Fahrenheit. So that is roughly from 20 Celsius to 24. And even though I think that's a pretty good range, I would actually take it a step further and even lower it even more to go to 16 Celsius to like 20 Celsius, uh, which is a little chillier. But if you've ever taken any sort of seminar for multiple days, you know they always crank up the AC in the rooms because it keeps you awake, right? Especially if you're spending 10, 12 hours a day in a seminar room. They do that on purpose to keep you awake because you you definitely can't really fall asleep when you're kind of like shivering and freezing the whole time. So definitely recommend to keep it on the cooler side, even though 20 to 24 Celsius is not that bad or 68 Fahrenheit to 76. But I would take it a step forward and cool that down even more because for every degree it increases, you definitely start to feel like a decline in productivity. So I would just err on the side of like cooler than warmer. And obviously you don't want to get to the point where you're like freezing yourself to death where you can't like, you know, focus either. 
But you'll just kind of have to, you know, adjust, especially if you're somebody who works from home, like we are oftentimes, it's kind of easy to do. And if you listen to our automation series where we talked about home automation, we talked about how you can, you know, increase and decrease the temperature using like, for example, Nest thermostat, and you can automate some of that stuff too. So we'll make sure to link to that episode in the show notes as well, if you want to get really geeky with it. Yeah, I think I think in, in Celsius, and I'm trying to think of working at 24, and yeah, that wouldn't be, you could do it for a little while, but it would definitely make you more more lethargic, I would, I would think than working at the lower end of the range. So yeah, that's a great tip. Keep it, keep it low. Yeah. And if you don't have any air conditioning where you work or where you stay, then obviously try to open up the window or you might have to readjust the times that you work as well. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but let's say you work best between a certain you know, range of temperature, maybe you want to wake up a little earlier so you can have that time window where you have, you know, have that cool temperature naturally in your environment so you can work at that time versus, you know, later in the day when it's obviously going to be a little bit warmer. So that's something to keep in mind as well. But it's the same thing when you go to sleep, right? I remember living in Thailand for a year. One night I tried to sleep with the window open just to save some money on electricity. And that was those terrible idea I've ever had in my life because not only was it extremely warm, even at night, but also mosquitoes that came into my room. So the next morning when I woke up, I had mosquito bites all over my leg and arms. And I thought, oh man, that was not worth $1.50 or whatever it cost that night. I would gladly pay $1.50 every single night to not deal with that whatsoever. It's still cheaper than a hotel room and everything else. So uh, something to consider as well. And uh, if you're somebody like me who lives in a green building, I happen to live in an apartment building where they're really efficient with their electricity. And my electricity bill, for example, even though I have the AC on all the time, is only like $25 to $30 a month, which is crazy by today's standard. So I know some of you might be thinking, well, Tian, you know what? It's summer and I have to turn the AC on all the time. Like it's going to increase my electricity bill. And I totally understand, right? But if... You know, if the work you have to do this summer is really important to you, I would say, you know, that's kind of a cost that you almost have to pay for. But it is a good point. A lot of times we think of when we think of temperature and we think of environment and and setting that up for the, the best productivity, we think about it while we're working. But but I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about the, the sleep part of it, too, because we all like we've mentioned it a million times on the podcast because it's true that you know, there's such a big link between sleep and productivity. And this becomes really, really true in the summer, because I know personally, our bedroom where I am gets pretty hot in the summer. And if you don't have that nailed down, then if you have the bad temperature, either too hot or too cold, actually, you know, you're going to have a bad sleep. And then the bad sleep is going to lead to messed up productivity. So don't forget about the sleeping part when you're kind of arranging your environment for the summer. Yeah, and if you want to learn more about how you can optimize your sleep, we have a whole course inside the dojo about this. So dojo is our online community that comes with uh, ongoing training and accountability and coaching. So if you want to go check that out, just join the dojo. Or if you're already a dojo member, just go in there and look for sleep and you'll be able to find that course. But if you're not a member yet, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo and you can join for just a dollar for your first month. And then immediately dive into that course and then check it out there. And we'll make sure to add that link in the show notes as well for you. So that is tip number one, right? Make sure you set the right room temperature. Tip number two is start or work a little bit earlier. 
and this is kind of what I hinted at earlier, when you're in the summertime, it's usually a little bit cooler in the morning, right? Because as the day goes on, it gets a little warmer, sometimes up to the point where it's just unbearable. And uh, if you're in a situation where you can't have ACs or like fans or anything like where there's constant stream of cool air, you might want to consider changing your schedule where maybe you wake up a little earlier and you take advantage of the cooler temperatures that part of the day and then take the rest of the day off. So that might mean that you have to go to bed a little bit earlier so that you wake up earlier, right? Because the secret to waking up is really simple. It's just going to bed early. I don't know why some people make it that big of a deal. It's just, you know, if you want to wake up at five, just go to bed at eight or nine and you're good to go. So if you're in that situation, I would highly suggest that you really change your schedule around because if you need to make the most of your time that you have, especially in the limited amount of time that you have, and you don't have access to air conditioning or window or like fans or anything like that, then that consider changing your schedule. Yeah. And the reasons for doing that could be related to you want to optimize the temperature, which I, I totally do as well in the summertime because you want to be have it cooler before the, the whole place gets really hot, especially if you work from home. But also, uh, I like to start earlier in the summer just so that I can be more flexible later in the day because, you know, my kids will be off or maybe I want to switch up locations or maybe I want to meet up with friends or something like that. So by starting earlier and being able to get a lot of progress early on my goals for that day, then I have more flexibility for for the later. And that kind of depends on the control that you have, of course, in your job. But a lot of times, even when I had a corporate job, a lot of times I was able, as long as expectations are set and as long as you're doing the things you need to do and there for the meetings you need to be there for, a lot of times you can, even on a temporary basis, maybe start a bit earlier if you kind of make the case. Since I live in Austin, Texas, it gets pretty warm once it's about 10, 11 a.m., especially during uh, the summer months. So I like to walk in the morning and there's just no way I can walk along the river here, even after 8 a.m. because it gets just really warm. And in some places, you know, you can actually take a walk outside and be okay after five, six, seven o'clock when it's a little bit darker and later in the day. But for some reason, Austin, Texas, that just does not work. It's still scorching warm. So the only time to take a walk along the river this is the time when I usually do some thinking or I will listen to a podcast or an audiobook. I usually like to do that when I'm walking. So the only time I really get to do that is when I wake up really early. I'm talking like five or six to be able to take that walk. And so I had to adjust my schedule every single summer to be able to do that, which I'm okay with because I really enjoy it. And to me, that was really important for learning. So I wanted to do that. But it's something that I hope inspires you to think about your own schedule as well. Because if you're in that same situation where, you know, after nine or 10, you can't be outside anymore. Well, you know what? Waking up at five or six is not a bad idea at all. And it just means that you have to go to bed a little earlier. So just keep that into consideration. I can attest to that because when I come to Austin to visit, when we're doing meetings and stuff like that, that's exactly what I do. I go for a walk, but it's at like five or six, because there is no way, especially since I'm not acclimated to the heat like you are, there is no way I'm doing that after any later in the day. It's just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Thanks to Grammarly for supporting the productivity show. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. 
They encourage everyone, even the best students and top professionals, to use Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals. Now, it's getting close to mid-year, and that's a great time to take a look at how you're doing towards your goals, and it's a great time to set new ones for the rest of the year. One suggestion for an excellent goal is to improve your communication at work. Grammarly is a great writing assistant that will make you look and sound smarter, and it's available in your web browser, on Mac and Windows desktop, and on Android and iOS. You can start for free and have Grammarly review your spelling and grammar, but Grammarly Premium will also look for advanced punctuation, structure, style, and give you vocabulary suggestions. It'll even check for conciseness and readability. So you can accomplish your goals with help from Grammarly. You can stop making typos on your phone. You can close more deals at work this year with your emails. You can polish your resume and get that new job. Now, one of my favorite parts of Grammarly is the browser extension. I use it in Chrome. Even if I'm not writing a large document, I like how it catches little errors and it suggests improvements. And since a lot of what I do is customer facing, I always want to show that as a company, we value attention to detail. So when I'm writing an article, I'll run it through the Grammarly editor on my computer. And thanks to the premium plan, the vocabulary suggestions it gives for commonly used words are really, really helpful. I love that it helps my written communication stand out and be more concise. So Grammarly is offering the Productivity Show listeners 20% off a Grammarly premium account. You can go to Grammarly.com forward slash TPS and get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com forward slash TPS for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. So that is tip number two, change your schedule, adjust it if needed to work a little earlier. All right, number three. This is kind of a controversial but interesting idea that I want to put out there. And that is, what if you change your work week to be four days or to be shorter, right? So this comes from the idea of, okay, if everybody else is going to be taking off and there's not a lot of people around, what if you had a four-day work week? Or what if you... Instead of working eight hours a day, what if you worked six hours a day, right? So this comes from Basecamp. And Basecamp implemented this idea where they have a four-day work week. Monday through Thursday, that's when their employees will work. And then they have a Friday off. And they've seen some tremendous results from doing this, where their employee productivity has gone up quite a bit, where it was normally pretty low. And they were still able to get the same amount of work done, but in a shorter time frame. Right. So this is something that I've always considered doing at Asian Efficiency, but because we have such a flexible schedule where people can take time off anytime they want and uh, they have unlimited time off as well, we haven't really put this in place yet because people just take time off anyway during the summer whenever they want to. So we haven't really seen that benefit in that sense. But I've definitely benefited from having six or five hour workdays where during the summer, sometimes I will just, you know, work for maybe four or five, six hours and then call it a day and I'm good to go. And then we can also plan a sprint around that idea where if everybody agrees that we're all going to work like four or five hours a day, then we can have less work inside a sprint and just commit to that and then go like that too. So there's just some options I want you to think about and consider. I always thought that was fascinating about the base camp thing because it's almost like they, they're, they're one of the, the few ones that you hear about that are just being honest about what happens anyway. They're like, look, we know people are going off. We know productivity dips. 
We know people are going for Friday drinks or whatever. So, or whatever the case may be, or going to play ultimate or volleyball or something like that. So why not just build that into our schedule and be totally upfront about it? Let's just do four day work weeks, give our employees some more time and also, you know, have the work funneled into the days when they're there versus kind of trying to work around everybody's schedule. So I think, I think that's a, that's a really great idea. We posted it in the dojo. We have a Slack room where all of our dojo members hang out and they can interact and talk to each other and share ideas. And when we post this episode topic, one person, Derek, he mentioned one of the things he does during the summer is he will take every Monday off and then spend that day with his kids when they're not in school. And I thought that was a great idea. And it's kind of the same idea, right? So instead of working five days a week, Monday through Thursday, like Basecamp is doing, Derek does it the opposite way. So he'll take Monday off and just spend that whole day dedicated to just his kids because they're at home, they're not in school anyway. And that would be a great time for him to spend some more time with them. And uh, that sounds like a great idea if you're in a position where you have kids as well and they're not on summer camp or you have to you know, watch them anyway. So that's a, another option to consider. And if you are in a position where you have flexibility to determine how many hours you work every single day, I would say consider maybe cutting that down even a little bit more, right? So instead of 40, get it down to like 35 or 32 even and see maybe as a fun experiment if you can get the same amount of work done in less time. And you'll probably be surprised. You you probably can do it, right? Parkinson's principle where you will basically get the same amount of work done in time you give it to, right? So if you tell yourself that you're going to write a book in 30 days, well, guess what? You will actually get it done in 30 days. And if you said, I'm going to get the same book done in one year, well, guess what? You're going to get that same book done in one year. So sometimes tricking ourselves by giving ourselves kind of like a, I wouldn't say a deadline, but a shorter time frame to get something done might actually uh, be very beneficial. Yeah, I love Derek's suggestion. And I've known people, I've worked with people who have done stuff like this too, of using the vacation days on on Mondays, et cetera, et cetera. It's such a good idea because a lot of times we think of, if we're in a job where you get X number of vacation days a year, we always think of it that we need to take them in big blocks. Like I'm off for this week, which can of course be good and important to do too. But I love, I love the, the thinking of doing it a different way. Instead of taking these big, using it up all on big blocks, why not apportion it a day a week through the summer months and you get a lot more benefit and, and you can rotate it with your kids and stuff like that. So I love that idea. So that is tip number three. Consider shortening your workday and your work week. All right, let's move on to tip number four, and that is to stay hydrated. When it's warmer, you're going to be sweating more. You're going to be losing more water weight. You're going to be losing more electrolytes. You're going to be losing more minerals from all the sweating that you're going to be doing and just from naturally being in warmer temperatures. So making sure that you stay hydrated is something that you really just want to pay more attention to, right? And... It's one of those things where if you know that you need to drink more water and you're going to focus on it, guess what? You will drink more water. But if you don't think about it, you will not naturally do it. So I think it's really important for all of us to just pay attention to that as we're entering summer right now to drink a little bit more water than you usually would. So if you're used to drinking six cups of water every single day, consider drinking seven or maybe eight. Just bump it up a little bit just because from all the sweating and walking around in warmer temperatures, you're going to be losing a lot more uh, liquids than normal. 
So consider drinking a little bit more water. And uh, if you want to make it fun, just create a challenge for yourself. See if you can drink more than what you're used to. I remember, uh, I don't know if you were there, Brooks, at that time, but when I met Marmel for the first time, she barely drank any water. And I remember teaching her a morning ritual. And part of the morning ritual is to drink water right away. And she was like, Dan, I can't drink that much water. You're, you're crazy. And so I said to her, watch me. So I grabbed a bottle of water, drank it right in front of her, just really casually, not even trying to impress her or anything, just really casually and finished the whole thing. It was like, you know, half a liter or something. And she was just like, <gasps> can't believe that just happened. And I was like, yeah, imagine you do that every single day. You'll be so much more productive. So ever since then, she started drinking more water. So I'm really proud of her. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say about Marmel, who will be on the next episode, TPS 251, is when you give her a challenge, she always, <laughs> she basically always rises to it. Giacomo in the, in the dojo has a great suggestion that's kind of related to the staying hydrated thing is, he says, one solution is to use a garden spray vaporizer. So if you're, if you're trying to keep cool, this isn't so much drinking water, but have a, a spray bottle beside you, which takes out the heat from evaporation and keeps your skin more hydrated. So just spray that on yourself to stay to stay cool so i thought oh that's that's a great idea but then he one-upped it this is in the dojo chat while we're live recording this he says he set up an irrigation system to spray very fine moisture on his patio so he could read outside so he's put it on the ceiling of his patio with automated sprays every minute for 10 seconds <laughs> to keep to keep the the patio nice and misted and and cool so that that is a great idea so so i love that suggestion so it's like a project you're going to add to your OmniFocus right there, Brooks. Exactly. I'm going to do it. And then we can add it into our other home automation episode that will be coming out in the future. That's a great idea. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I also remember when I was growing up, my mom, she would always freeze her water the night before. So when she would go to work, she would have this frozen water. And then as you know, the day went on, it would obviously defrost and she would be able to drink it. And it would just re reminded me of like, oh, yeah, I should do that more often myself, too. But then again, I have access to cool water all the time, so I'm not too concerned about that. But if I'm leaving my place all the time or I'm thinking about being outdoors a lot, I would definitely consider that option as well. And one of the things I'm doing more recently, especially now that I'm working out a lot, I'm going to the sauna a lot, I'm doing a lot of cardio, I'm sweating a, a lot lately, which I'm very glad I'm doing because I have such a hard time sweating. I'm somebody who rarely sweats. So I'm glad I'm sweating, but I'm definitely noticing that I have a little bit more headaches every now and then. And it's just a sign of dehydration. So one of the things I start doing more, and this is something I will do this upcoming summer is drinking electrolyte water. So what I did is I bought some electrolyte powder. I'll link it to the show notes as well. It's by this brand called Vega Sport. I have their protein powder as well and uh, their electrolyte powder. Big fan of their stuff. It's basically all plant-based and super clean of the highest quality. But yeah, I will basically take a scoop of electrolyte powder and then add it to my water. And it will not only give it a nice flavor, the flavor I like to have is lime, but it will add more minerals as well to your drink. And so you can stay hydrated. And especially if you're somebody like me who goes to the sauna now like two, three, sometimes even four times a week, it's, it's a good idea to add that in there. And uh, if you're in a warm environment, like I am here in Austin, Texas, I'm going to start incorporating that more because I definitely notice a decrease in like mental clarity and mental performance when I'm like dehydrated. And if you're somebody who recognizes yourself in that situation where every time it's summer and you feel like, oh man, I can't really focus or think straight or whatnot, 
uh, consider not only you know, drinking more water, but also adding electrolyte powder to your drinks as well to increase that even more. So lime is the winning flavor for that one for you? Yeah, I mean, there's a berry one as well, but I don't know if I told you recently, but uh, I recently found out through doing an allergy test. I did one for fun just because I'm in this kick of like optimizing my health and trying to figure out like different things that I want to experiment with, especially for the podcast, for the blog and some of the courses that we're creating right now. I'm doing all these different experiments. So I did a allergy test and I found out, unfortunately, that I'm allergic to raspberries and blackberries. I can still eat strawberries and blueberries, which still makes me very happy, but uh, no raspberries and blackberries for me. So unfortunately, that powder I can't really use with the berry flavor. That's why uh, lime is <laughs> the winner for me. Got it. Vega is a good, uh, good Vancouver company there. That's good to know. Speaking of sleep and sweating, uh, Phil in the dojo chat recommends a bamboo and cotton shirt that he finds it is great, especially he's, he lives in Australia where it gets way hotter than it, than it, where I live anyway, probably pretty equivalent to Austin. And he, he says that that bomb, bamboo blend is really great. So, uh, so check that out. Yeah. Speaking of clothing, we didn't add it to the show notes here, but I'm glad Phil brought it up here because I would also recommend changing your clothing that you wear in the summer. Mm. So for example, get rid of all the wool stuff, the really thick stuff that you're wearing for usually fall and winter and replace that with really thin stuff. So a good litmus test actually is really simple. So if you take a piece of garment or any piece of clothing, just hold it against the sunlight. And if you can see through it, it's breathable. And that's how you know that, you know, you'll be able to get like airflow in as you're walking outside and just you won't sweat as much because the air won't be trapped inside. And uh, also natural fibers and natural material is the way to go instead of uh, synthetic ones. So, for example, I have a bespoke sport coat that is made of bamboo, 100% bamboo. And I love wearing that sport coat because it, it not only is tailored specifically for me, but it's also made of bamboo, which is a natural fiber and it's really breathable. So I can walk out in the summer and it doesn't wrinkle either, which is my favorite feature. So I can just pack it in my suitcase and then take it out, you know, wait for a few hours and all the wrinkles are gone uh, because of the natural fibers of bamboo. So definitely something to consider as well. So thank you, Phil, for bringing that up here. Other things I want you to consider as well is minimizing coffee or anything that would be considered a diuretic. So if you're drinking coffee or anything that would be considered a diuretic, it's easy to lose a lot of liquids, right? So replacing that with something that is a little bit more hydrating, something like electrolyte powder or stuff, something I would definitely recommend. People are talking about it in the chat here as well as we're recording this live. They talk about coconut water. I'm a big fan of coconut water as well. It's super delicious. If you're going to buy coconut water, I would highly recommend you buy a brand that has it in glass bottles, not in can't. In my opinion, it just tastes a lot better. So if you're somebody who's really particular about their taste like I am, get it in a glass bottle if you can that they sell. So if you go to Whole Foods, you'll find it. And if you're somebody who's like, oh, you know, I don't want to like add all the sugar to your diet. I totally get that. Then I would just consider using something like an electrolyte powder, which can have the same benefits just without any sort of sugars. So something for all of you considering there. And then speaking of water bottles, if you need a water bottle, we've brought up this bottle before, but my favorite one lately is called the Mimo bottle. It looks like a flask. It's like a square flask. And anytime I drink out of it, people think I'm drinking vodka at the library or something like that. 
uh, <laughs> but it's completely transparent and it looks really cool. But also because it's flat and squarish, it fits in your messenger bag. So if you have a flat bag or you don't have a lot of space, instead of having this big old water bottle, consider getting the Mimo bottle. And we'll have a link to it in the show notes as well so you can grab your own version. All right, so that was tip number four. Now let's move on to tip number five. And that is consider having your kids join summer activities. Now when your kids are at home, right, they can be a huge source of distraction, even though you love them very much, right? They can interrupt you and derail you from your focus. And Brooks, I know with teenagers in your life, how do you cope with this? What do you recommend people do? Yeah, this is something I live a lot because we tend to, or my kids tend to be very active with, with summer activities. And as somebody who works from home, that impacts my life a lot in it, both in good and challenging ways. I actually don't want to get too much into it, though, because spoiler alert in in the next episode, which will be TPS 251. This is episode 250. So next week, 251, Marmel and I are going to be doing a whole podcast episode about this exact topic. So about some good ways to be productive when your kids are off school and also how to kind of structure things around that as well. So uh, we're, we're going to be doing a super deep dive into that next week. TPS 251. Ooh, so teasing it out. Okay, so we'll have to wait until next week what those tips are going to be. But just to, you know, add some value still, consider just enrolling your kids in doing something so that they're still out of the house like they were in school, right? Just now maybe they're at grandma's place for half a day or they're going on summer camp or something else, right? And we'll talk more about that next week. So thank you, Brooks, for uh, keeping us in suspense for next week. (laughs) So that's tip number five. So let's talk about tip number six, and that is treating yourself. So what do we mean with this? Now that it is summer, you probably have a little bit more time. You probably have more days off. Maybe you have shorter work days or shorter work weeks. And this would be a great time to kind of like focus on yourself at this point of time. So if you've been postponing doing some sort of meditation or you've been thinking about doing some form of exercise, this might be a really good time to start pursuing those hobbies or activities you've always wanted to do, and now you have the time to do it. Now, one of the things I don't recommend necessarily is doing outdoor exercises. It might be a little bit too hot, right? I've definitely tried that. I've tried to do some soccer outdoors, and <laughs> let me tell you, in the Texas heat, that is a terrible idea. No matter how much I love the sport, I grew up playing soccer or football, as we like to call it, until uh, I was 18, and that's still my number one sport. But doing that in the summer is just a terrible idea. So don't do that. But other than that, you can do all sorts of other fun things. So what are some of the things that you've been trying to pick up, but you haven't really done yet, right? Treat yourself. That's the whole idea here. Maybe it's something else that you want to do in terms of like spending more time with family and friends. What can you do in this period of time when it's nice and warm outside to treat yourself? And the whole idea here is the more you enjoy your life, the more productive you're going to be, right? One of the things I'm known for saying is happy people are productive people. So how can we focus on happiness here? How can you treat yourself so that you're happy, so that you're still going to be productive this period of the year and do the things that you want to do? Yeah, this is a great opportunity to do things like go swimming. There's a lot of activities you can do. 
if you live in an area which it like I know we said watch out for the outdoor exercises it depends where you live of course but if you're in an area with uh, a lot of say forests and stuff like that where you where you get a lot of shade uh, it can be really nice and, and really energizing just to go go out get in nature breathe oxygen and take advantage of the things that you might not be able to do as well in the winter months. Yeah, and if you haven't taken a vacation yet, this might be a great time to take a vacation as well. So if you have some PTOs, pay time off available, or you have some days off that you still have to take advantage of, this might be a great time to do that so that by the time you come back, you feel more recharged, you feel more energized, you feel more motivated so that you can uh, go ahead and get back to work in the best way possible. So that's something I want you to consider as well. The other thing to take advantage of is because it's going to be so sunny and there's going to be a lot of sun out there, spend more time outside. Maybe instead of working in your office, what if you worked outside, right? Break your routine a little bit. What if you change your work environment a little bit so that you can enjoy the sun, have a beverage as well, and still get the same amount of work done just in a different environment where it's a little bit more sun friendly and get that vitamin D in as well, which most of us probably don't get enough of. So take advantage of that while we're in the summer here. And uh, one of the things I've been really focusing on is self-care. I like to say self-care is the new healthcare. And I always like to disconnect as much as possible when it's summer. So I like to disconnect from my devices, spend more time outdoors, journal a little bit more, just be in nature. For example, here in Austin, Texas, we have this lake called Lake Travis. And oftentimes in the summer, I'll be working really hard Monday through Friday. And then I'll just take off for the weekend. We'll spend Friday night and Saturday night at Lake Travis. And I'll just invite my friends to go on a boat, have a few beverages, go on the water, just have a really good time connecting with people and just spending time with them. And then I'll show up on Monday feeling completely refreshed and ready to go. So that's something for you to consider as well. Brooks, since you live in Vancouver, which is a beautiful area where you can ski and swim in the same day if you want to, what are some of the things that you do in the summer to kind of like keep yourself recharged and motivated? Yeah. So even though I did just say that my family and my kids, we tend to go in lots of activities during the summer, we make sure to not do them on the weekends to keep weekends free. And yeah, there's at least around Vancouver, the, there's a lot of different lakes. There's a lot of different forests. There's a lot of different hikes you can do. So what we do is pretty much every weekend, we jump in the car and drive to a lake up near Squamish or, or some of the some of the areas around, around Vancouver. And we just go out for a few hours walking through the forest or maybe uh, going on a rope swing and just trying to get that green energy, trying to get the, the oxygen and it's amazing that it comes, even though you're not taking any quote unquote days off, like it's just a normal weekend, but just go, getting out and doing that makes you much more energized for the work week that's coming up. So that is tip number six. And now we're going to be talking about tip number seven, which is the last one here. And that is consider holding outdoor meetings. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. This is a great time of the year to break your routine. So instead of working inside the office, what if you spend some time working outside of the office where you hold your meetings or where you take your calls? Or if you're in a remote company like we are, what if you do your calls while you're walking along the river, right? It could be the same amount of work that you can get done in just a different type of setting. So it's really fun. And I think it would be a great way to just like break your routine and just 
like spark some new creativity in your life and add some new funness so that you can still get the same amount of work done just in a more fun way. So what if you, you know, sit outside and maybe sit in a park, sit on a bench, take a call there? Or what if you get some writing done while you're at the coffee shop that's outdoors on the patio? It's something I personally like to do every now and then, especially in the early mornings before it gets really hot. But sometimes I'll go there in the afternoon as well when it's like a cooler summer day. So there's lots of ways where you can break your routine. But I would highly consider taking your team out and just say, hey, guys, what if we go outdoors today and just hold our meetings outdoors and we'll grab our favorite beverage and enjoy the sun. And that's one of the things I really miss, but also enjoy when I visit European countries, because when it gets sunny, people really embrace it and they'll storm outside to have a beer and sit outside and enjoy each other's company. And if you're living in an area where I am, where it's sunny pretty much all the time of the year, people really don't embrace it as much. We're kind of spoiled in that sense. But if you're in an area where it doesn't get sunny that often, I would highly consider breaking that routine. Yeah, I remember when we had that Asian efficiency meetup last year, I guess it, it must have been. And it was at a, a, a cafe place on the lake. And there's all these outdoor picnic tables and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, man, this would be a great place to just sit there. If you could find somewhere in the shade, of course, sit there with your laptop or or your notebook and just get some work done out, out there. It's such a nice environment. And I, I do the same thing here in the summertime. A lot of times I'll switch up my location. I'll go to either an outdoor place as long as I can get in the shade. Or also, even if I don't want to be outside, a lot of times it can be great to go find somewhere that you can work, maybe a cafe or something that has a, a lot of natural light coming in. And just working from there and having it all bright and sunny, that can be a great working vibe as well and can trigger creativity. One thing I've noticed about myself is that I read the most when it's summer, which is kind of strange because during the winter, I work the most because nothing is going on after eight o'clock here where I live because it's dark, it's cold. I don't want to be outside. So I tend to work more during the winter months when it's colder but during the summer months, I don't work as much, but I'll read more and spend more time like educating myself, going through courses that I haven't been through in a while. And I'll sit outside and just like pop my AirPods in and just listen to a course or watch a course and just sit by the pool as well. I, I live in an apartment building where we have a beautiful pool and I'll just sit there and just relax and just go through some courses and uh, learn as I'm working as well. And this is a great way to especially when you're dealing with a lot of stuff in your business and you have all these different challenges and problems, but you're always postponing things of like, oh yeah, I need to go through that course or I really should be reading this so I know how to fix this problem that I'm dealing with right now. This is like the perfect time of the year to do that. So if you're going to be productive this summer, I would highly consider just breaking your routine in that sense and just try to do the work you have to do anyway, just in a different type of environment that's still really pleasurable. And uh, some people are mentioning here in the chat that they have to deal with flies. If that is you as well, I'm pretty sure you can come up with some creative solutions as well. But <laughs> not a great reason to live in a high rise because I never have to deal with that either. <laughs> That's actually a great point that even if you're like, maybe there's less project in the summer or your coworkers or your employees are, are going off. So there's less of your kind of quote unquote normal work that you can get done. 
in the summer, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to be less productive. You can just switch that time and focus to something else. You can switch it to doing all that those courses that maybe you've bought, but you never actually went through and implemented. Or maybe you've got a bunch of stuff in your Instapaper or your pocket that, that you've always wanted to get to. You can just transition that time that you would have done on the other things that are on hold for the summer to, to something else. So that, that's a great point. Yeah, so for all of those who are listening right now, if you bought an Asian efficiency book or course or any form of training from us and you haven't gone through it yet, well, guess what? This is the perfect time of the year to go through it. So hopefully that is going to bring some uh, ROI for you there <laughs> as well. So that is point number seven, and that wraps up today's episode. But before we end it here, we always like to end with some actionable takeaways that you can implement right away, right? As always with Asian efficiency, you can expect it to be simple and actionable. So hopefully this whole episode was simple and actionable for you, but we want to make sure we end it in a way where you can implement something right away. So you see some fast results, right? So the first thing I recommend you do is monitor your room temperature. So if you haven't adjusted it yet as you're listening to this episode, consider doing that right now or starting tonight or tomorrow. So if you're going to go to bed tonight, make it really cool, as cool as possible, because one, it's going to improve your sleep, right? But also tomorrow as you start your workday, consider lowering the temperature a little bit if you can so you become more focused at work. And then the second thing is for you to consider switching your schedule and routine for this upcoming summer. So see if you can adjust some things to maybe have a free afternoon or maybe a whole day where you can dedicate to doing something else. See how you can switch up your schedule and your routine for the summer while still getting the same amount of work done, but maybe in less time or uh, in a more fun way as we've discussed throughout this whole episode today. At Asian Efficiency, we believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your personal life to get things done. You should be able to get everything done in the time you have. That's why we built a productivity quiz to help you maximize the time you have, increase your energy, and get you more focused. We've helped tens of thousands of people increase their productivity, and within two minutes of taking the productivity quiz, we'll show you exactly what you need to do next to increase your productivity. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com quiz. Find out where your biggest area of opportunity is so you can take action and get immediate results. Take the quiz today. And you'll be on your way to becoming superhuman productive. You can also find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 250. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or star an overcast. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next Productive Monday. <laughs>